بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله we praise and we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for gathering us again on this blessed day of Al-Jumu'ah which as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned is the best day uh, on the, of the week and it's an Eid for us as Muslimun and it's the day on which Adam alayhi salam was created and it will also be the day that we return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on Al-Qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a good ending. Ameen. Our discussion today, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, is on a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is one of the most powerful of a hadith that we have from the entire sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The hadith is narrated from Umar ibn Khattab, Amir al-Mu'mineen, radiyallahu anhu, where he said, بينما نحن عند رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ذات يوم اطلع علينا رجل شديد بياض الثياب شديد سواد الشعر لا يرى عليه أثر السفر لا يعرفه منا أحد عمر بن الخطاب هنا ريت حديث and before getting into the details of what was said by the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he sets the scene of the hadith. And he says, We were sitting with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam one day in the masjid. And a man, he came. And his thawb was extremely white. A picture a man with a bright, white, beautiful thawb. And his hair was extremely black. La yura alayhi atharu safar. And you could see no traces of travel upon him now remember this was time this was the time when they lived in the desert they didn't travel by car or by bus or by aeroplane they traveled by camel or by some sort of animal so when they arrived in a new place you could see the man was dusty he had the effects of travel on him but this man's thobe was like a brand new white thobe and his hair was shining and black and he said, لا يعرفه منا أحد None of us in Medina, in the community, knew this man. He's a stranger. He's not one of the Muslims that we know. Yet, there's no effects of travel. So who can he be? Who is this man? So the scene of the hadith is such that all attention is on this man. Because he's a stranger and the way he looks, everybody's watching him. He comes from the back of the masjid right to the front. He walks past every person and he sits against the Prophet. He puts his knees against the knees of the Messenger of Allah. And he puts his hands on the thighs of the Prophet. Imagine, and he says, وَقَالَ يَا مُحَمَّدِ He comes in in this manner. Puts his knees against his knees. Hands on his thighs. So you picture someone. He's almost leaning in his face. And he says to him, O oh, Muhammad. And this already the Sahaba was like, 
who does this? Firstly, who comes in the masjid like this? Who sits like this against the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam? And who will say, "Oh Muhammad"? They would address him as, "Ya Rasulullah, O oh Prophet, O oh Messenger of Allah." But he said, "Oh Muhammad." All of this, the way this happened, was to get the attention of every single Sahabi. This whole, the way this happened, the way Allah subhanahu wa taala decreed it to happen, was that every single person in the masjid at that moment had their full attention upon this man and, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He then said, Akhbirni anil Islam. Tell me about Islam. Tell me about Islam. فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ الْإِسْلَامُ أَنْ تَشْهَدَ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ The Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم then said Islam is to bear witness is to testify that there is none worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah This is the first pillar of our deen this is the first and the most important and the main pillar of our religion. If we do not have this pillar within our belief, if we do not stand by this pillar, then we do not have Islam. It is to firstly testify and to believe sincerely that there is none worthy of worship except Allah. There is no ilah. If we look at our kalima, la ilaha illallah, the kalima is of two parts. The first part is what we call an nafyu, which means to negate. La ilaha. There is absolutely no ilah. No God. No deity that's worthy of worship. It's as if we are saying, when we say la ilaha, it's as if we are saying, I disbelieve in everything. I reject every single deity and every single God. This is what we call negation. We've negated every single God or ilah. And the second part of our kalima is what we call affirmation. Where we say, Illallah. I reject everything except Allah. I disbelieve in everything except Allah. I will not worship anything except Allah. This is what our kalima stands for. One part is to negate everything. The second part is to affirm Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. My salah, my zakah, my hajj, my fasting. My dua, my trust, my tawakkul is in Allah alone. Is in Allah alone. Without any intermediaries, we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone directly. This is our kalima. When we negate the kalima, we've negated our Islam. Because our deen is based upon this, this pillar first and foremost. If you take that pillar away, the deen falls away. The deen is basically removed. Wa na'udhu billah. وَمُحَمَّدَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ And that we testify and believe and bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم And he is the final messenger. He is the one that we have obedience unto. He is the one that is our imam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says On that day, every single people will be called by the Imam. On that day, the people will be called by the Imam. And the scholars have said, this is why Ahlul Sunnah and Ahlul Hadith, 
the people of hadith, the people of the sunnah, they are the most proud on that day because their imam is who? Is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's not any other person. Because his sunnah comes first. His teachings come first. A, a complete obedience is unto Allah and then unto Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam first and foremost. وَتُقِيمَ الصَّلَاةِ And the second pillar of our deen is to establish our salah. Is to pray five times a day. And this is in, is in, is in sequence. And after our belief, the most important thing is our daily salah. Such that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, on the day of Qiyamah, the first thing that each slave will be asked about will be his salah. What was the status of his salah? Did he pray? Did he pray five times a day? Did he pray with humility and focus and khushu' and concentration? In which manner did he pray? Did he pray according to the sunnah? And so forth. If the status of his salah is good, the Prophet said that everything else will be good. And if the status, the condition of his salah was not good, then we'll find that everything else is not good. And this is the effect of salah. A person who upholds his salah in the correct manner, in the best possible manner, you will find it has an effect on his entire life. In, the, in his business, in his character, in his deeds, his righteous deeds and his abstaining from sin, salah has an effect on all of this. <coughs> and thirdly, to pay zakah. To pay the annual obligatory charity. Only 2.5% is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked of us if our wealth reaches a certain level and it stays above the devil for a full year. This is of the major obligations. And to give up zakah is of course from the major sins. Ramadan, And to fast the month of Ramadan, the fourth pillar of our deen, to fast the month of Ramadan. Ramadan is fast approaching. The righteous salaf of the ummah, the great imams of the past. When Ramadan left, for the next half of the year, they used to pray, Oh Allah, accept my Ramadan. Accept my deeds I did in Ramadan. Accept my taraweeh, my dua, my fasting, my charities. All that good deeds that, we did, that they did in Ramadan, oh Allah, accept it. And for the next half of the year, they would pray, Oh Allah, let us reach Ramadan. Let us reach Ramadan. We are not even three months out and it will be Ramadan, insha'Allah. We should be making this dua, Oh Allah, let us reach Ramadan. Allahumma balighna Ramadan. Allahumma balighna Ramadan. وَتَحُجَّ الْبَيْتَ إِنْ اسْتَطَعْتَ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا And the fifth pillar is to make hajj for the sake of Allah, for those who are able. And of course we know this is our fifth, fifth pillar. And at least once in our lives, we need to try and make the hajj. We save up, we prepare ourselves, inshaAllah, to go for hajj. And we should always make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala facilitates this for us. Because nothing is possible except with His will. And nothing is impossible for Him as well. So no matter what our condition is, we make dua, Ya Allah, take us for hajj. Grant us that, that, oh, that opportunity to go for hajj in your path bi-idhnillahi ta'ala Umar ibn al-Khattab then said that the man said sadaqta 
the questioner who came in in this manner, he said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you've spoken the truth. And so Umar said, فَعَجِبْنَا لَهُ يَسْأَلُهُ وَيُصَدِّقُهُ He said, we were amazed by this man. Firstly, his entrance, the way that he came, the way that he spoke, and secondly, he asked the Prophet a question, and now he tells the Prophet, you've spoken the truth. You are right. Well done. This is something strange. The Sahaba were not used to somebody treating the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in such a manner. The man then said, tell me about Iman. The second question he poses to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was, tell me about Iman. What is Iman? What does it mean to have Iman? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then said, an tu'mina billah. وملائكته وكتبه ورسله واليوم الآخر والقدر خيره وشده إيمان so first and foremost to have sincere belief in Allah that we believe Allah is our Rabb there is no Rabb besides him there is no Lord besides him he is our creator he is our provider and sustainer he is the manager and controller of all affairs nothing happens except by his will this is what we have to believe first and foremost. And secondly, that that same belief in Allah's Rabb, or Him being the Rabb, that it leads us to worshipping Him alone. For the only one that's worship, worthy of worship is the creator of all things. And so we direct all of our servitude and our worship in this dunya for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And of course that we believe in Allah's names and His attributes. His perfect names and His beautiful attributes. And that we believe in the Malaika, the existence of the Malaika. Some of them we know by name, some of them we don't. Some of them we know what they've done, their jobs, their roles, and so forth, their descriptions. And that we believe in all of the books that Allah has revealed, like the Quran as the final revelation, and the Injil, and the Torah, and the Zabur, and the scriptures that were sent to Musa and Ibrahim, and other scriptures that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed. All of these, this is part of our Iman. وَرُسُلِهِ That we believe in Allah's messengers, that Allah has sent, it's narrated in a hadith, 313 messengers to this dunya. 20, 25 of them are named in the Quran. The rest, we don't know of them by name. But we believe that Allah sent these messengers. And that he sent over 120,000 prophets. Prophets who were not messengers, but they were prophets of Allah. This is part of our belief. It's part of us being a Muslim, that we believe in all of these men, that they were servants of Allah. They were the best of people who called to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a major part of our belief is that we believe in the last day. We believe in the year after. We believe what's going to happen after death. That we are going to be buried and be questioned in the grave. It will be asked those questions, who is your Lord? Who is your Prophet? And what is your Deen? And the believers will answer Allah and Muhammad and Islam. And the kuffar and the disbelievers will only sigh and say, Ah, ah, la adri, I don't know, I don't know. 
and we believe in the punishments of the grave that it will happen and this is why we seek refuge throughout the day throughout every salah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects us from the adab al-qabr and we believe on the day of resurrection and the questioning that will happen and on qiyamah and all of the horrors and things that will take place on qiyamah and the signs of qiyamah and the scale that will be on qiyamah on qiyamah with with deeds will be weighed and the questioning that will take place this is one of the major beliefs of ahl sunnah wa jama'ah and that we believe in jannah and jahannam that the righteous believers will go to jannah and abide therein forever and the disbelievers and major sinners will go to jahannam right some major sinners some will be forgiven only allah knows but we believe this will happen and this is a major part of our belief and the effects of this belief is 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 extremely great if we ponder over the akhirah we ponder over qiyamah we ponder over the adab al-qabr we ponder over death we ponder over jahannam this is one of the greatest ways to create us closer to allah and to instill the taqwa and the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within us. And the sixth point was that we believe in Al-Qadr. We believe in the divine decree of Allah. The good and the bad. Because nothing happens except by the will of Allah. Whatever good comes our way, it was meant for us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed it for us. And whatever evil comes to us, is number one as a result of our actions. And secondly, it only happens by the will of Allah. But it's because of our deeds that evil comes to us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So the man, he said, Sadaqt, you've spoken the truth. This is the six pillars of Iman. And then he said, Akhbirni anil Islam. anil Ihsan. So tell me about Ihsan. We've spoken about Islam, Iman. And tell me about Ihsan. He said, أَن تَعْبُدَ اللَّهِ كَأَنَّكَ تَرَاهُ فَإِن لَمْ تَكُنْ تَرَاهُ فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاكُ Ihsan is to worship Allah as if you can see Him. But if you cannot see Him, then know that He sees you. And this is in reality the higher level that every Muslim should strive for. The level of Ihsan. That we worship Allah in such a manner as if we see him as if we see him and we know that we cannot see Allah in this world we will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the akhirah in Jannah may Allah make us of them who gets the opportunity and the greatest favor of all which is to look at his perfect face the Quran explains to us that this is the greatest ni'mah the greatest na'im of all of the delights of Jannah all of the pleasures of Jannah, the greatest moment for the people of Jannah will, get, will be when they get to see their Rabb. And the greatest deprivation for the people of Jahannam is that they will never get to see their Rabb. The Quran speaks about this. لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُ الْحُسْنَى Allah says, for those who, have, who did righteousness and goodness in this world, they will get al-husna. What is Al-Husna? They will get Jannah. Waziyada. Allah says, and more than that. What is more than Jannah? The scholars of Tafsir have explained. More means that they will also get to see their Rabb. Because this will be the greatest moment for them. 
Subhanallah. So we cannot see Allah in this dunya, but we should worship Him as if we can see Him. And if we cannot, at least know that Allah sees you. Worship Him knowing that He's watching you. Make salah picturing Allah watching you. Put yourself in that state of mind where you know Allah is watching me. How am I going to pray? If you think of a child, if he makes salah by himself, he may, may, makes it in a certain way. But if his father is standing next to him and watching him, he's going to pray properly. He's not going to be as distracted. Likewise, we should be praying in that manner as when we realize Allah is watching us. We should fast throughout the day as if we knowing Allah is watching me at every moment. Fearing Him, knowing that He's watching me at every moment. Giving charity in such a way, knowing Allah is watching me. It doesn't matter who else is watching me because they don't benefit me. I do it for the sake of Allah. Because Allah is watching me. This is Ihsan. And if we worship Allah in this way, we will find our worship will be the best of worship. So to end off, a benefit from this hadith is that our religion has three different levels. We've spoken about Islam. What is Islam? We've given the five pillars of Islam. We've spoken about Ihsan. Ihsan has six pillars. We've spoken about Ihsan. What is Ihsan? But the scholars have also mentioned that this also teaches us that our religion has three levels to it. The first level is the level of Islam, where we are Muslim. We are not kufar, we are Muslim because we believe in Allah. We worship Allah alone, we are not upon shirk. We make our salah, we give zakah, we, we are Muslims, right? But we are not on the second level yet. We are not true mu'mineen. We are not on the level of iman, true iman yet. Why? Perhaps we are major sinners. Perhaps we're not praying the way we're supposed to pray. Perhaps we pray and sometimes we don't pray. Perhaps we pay zakah or not enough zakah. Not the amount we're supposed to pay. Perhaps we know we must go for hajj but we're not also planning to go. And so forth. So we are Muslims but we're not on the level of iman. That's a higher level. That's the next level that the Muslims should try to reach. They must rectify themselves. We need to rectify ourselves so that we reach the level of Iman. What is Iman? Where we get to the point where we fear Allah. We fulfill our wajibat. We fulfill our obli obligations. And we abstain from the major sins. That's a true mu'min. He loves for his brother what he loves for himself. We know the hadith. لا يؤمن أحدكم. None of you will truly believe. Have true Iman. Till he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. Another hadith, none of you will truly believe until I am more beloved to him than his father, his family, his offspring, and all people, his, his father, his children, and all the people. The Prophet must be more beloved to us than all. If he's not, if he's not yet there, our iman is lacking. So we find this level of true iman, which is when we fulfill our wajibat and abstain from our Muharramat, the forbidden matters. Also, we take it a step further. We don't only make the fard, we try to make the sunnah. Huh? We don't only fast Ramadan, we fast Monday and Thursday. From time to time at least. We don't only pray the fard salah, we pray the sunnah after it and before it. 
وهكذا right? we don't only pay zakah we give charity this is a higher level this is iman right this is the mu'min he's consistent upon this this is the level we need to strive to after being muslimin after being upon islam and then we get the highest level which very few of us will reach and may allah allow us all to reach it that's the level of ihsan where we pray and we worship allah as if we see him where we worship allah knowing that he sees us at every moment and this is the highest level this is the level where that salah will change your life one salah you come out for example allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Salah will keep a person away from immoralities and wrong. How many of us pray and then we go commit sin? How many of us who make salah and then we sin? Immediately after we go, you maybe listen to something haram, watch something haram, go to a haram gathering. We do some form of haram. Why is our salah not keeping us away from the sin? Because the value, the status of our salah is not where it's supposed to be. It's not upon true iman or ihsan. We're not saying you're kafir, a'udhu billah. No. You made salah, Allah accepted, amin. But the, our salah is not where it's supposed to be. That's why we're not getting that true taqwa. That's why we're not getting that true ladha. That t- we can taste the beauty of salah. And we look at the sunnah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to say, Ya Bilal. Bilal, give the adhan. Give the adhan so we can establish salah, so we can find comfort and tranquility and peace. That was the happiest moment. He said, the coolness of my eyes was put in salah. When they said, Allahu Akbar, the dunya disappeared. All of the worries, the distress, the anxiety, the depression, the heart, whatever they had to experience. It disappeared when they stood on the musalla and said, Allahu Akbar. Because they prayed as if they seeing Allah. They prayed with ihsan. Today, how many Muslims are sitting in a state of anxiety, depression, grief, worry? This, how do I go to psychologists, to psychologists, to therapists, to this, to that? When they pray, no faida, no benefit. And this is the difference between us and the Sahaba and the Prophet they found their tranquility Allah said indeed in the remembrance of Allah will your hearts find rest but why don't we find rest because our worship is not the way it's supposed to be it's not of the quality that it's supposed to be and this is the level of ihsan so we need to strive to reach that level it's not impossible remember this deen of Allah is for all this deen of Allah is for all. There's no status in Islam where the Arab is better than the non-Arab or the white is better than the black. Allah said the most honorable and noble of you are those who fear him the most. That's the only status. It's the one who fears Allah the most. No lineage. Nothing like that in Islam. So there's nothing preventing us from reaching that level. It's not like some would say it's only the awliya who can reach that level. It's only the selected slaves who can reach. Allah said, Ala in awliya Allah. La khawfun alayhim wa lahum yahzanun. Alladina amanu wa kanu yattakun. Who are the awliya? Allah said, they are those who believe in Allah. 
الذين آمنوا وكانوا يتقون أن يفتقوا Those are the characteristics of the awliya Can we do not, we do not believe in Allah? Do we not fear Allah? We do But our levels are not where it's supposed to be It just requires work Just like we have to work on things in the dunya We have to work on our iman We have to work on our islam And we have to work on our ihsan وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك شهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك